0: Hi, everyone. This is Anna, and you're listening to my podcast on Heaven and Hell. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Heaven and Hell podcast to another Sunday recap episode. I feel like I should say, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. That's something preachers always say. Is that a Pentecostal, like apostolic thing? Or is that all preachers from all denominations? Do they say praise the Lord when they get behind the pulpit to start service or to start their message? I I need feedback. I'm going to put that uh, in an Instagram story and ask. But regardless, whichever denomination you're in. (laughs) that you're listening today praise the lord all of you. I'm so glad you're here. This is this is really like the back to school Sunday recap if that could possibly be a thing, that's a thing because um if you're listening to this on Monday morning and you're heading back to school whether you're a teacher or a student or you're a parent taking your kids back to school, um I'm right there with you. I'm heading back monday morning bright and early and actually the message that joseph preached this morning that i'm going to recap is a lot about our well it is it's about our kids and about teaching them truth and so we're going to talk all of those things and i feel like i bring a unique perspective to that as someone who was raised in church but as someone who also has been a public school teacher and has worked in the schools for so long so we're going to talk all about talk about all of that on the episode today. But before we get started, as I was preparing to record this episode, I was just—I really was thinking about all of the teachers who I know and listen to this podcast, all of the moms and dads who listen, and some students too that I know are listening. Um, I'm think—I want you to know that I'm thinking of you. And that um, I, w- I want to pray. That's what I want to do. If you're listening to this episode today, um, if you're not heading to school or to drop off a kid at school, maybe you could take the next few moments and pray for someone you know who is. And if you are in that boat, um, I'm praying for you. So let's just, uh, this is not something we normally do, but let's just pray together really quickly here on the this episode and then we'll get started. Jesus, I love you and I thank you so much for this opportunity to just come before you and I'm just so grateful that I have a God I can talk to and this morning or whenever anyone is listening, I'm just bringing my friends and my family and all of these people that I care so much about who are heading to school this morning, Lord, I bring them to you and I place them in your hands, God. And I pray that you would protect them this year, that you would keep your angels around them, God, keep your hand of protection on them, God, not just their physical bodies, but also their minds and their spirits, God, that you would um, set a guard at their mind, Lord, so that they could be um, focused on you, have their mind fixed on you, God. I pray that you would give the parents and the teachers, that you would give them strength, that you would give them wisdom, that you would give them endurance, and for our kiddos, I pray that you would give them boldness and focus and um, just the, the knowledge of who you are and that you hold them in the palm of your hands. I love you so much, God, and I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so... This is a Sunday recap. It has not felt like it so far, but this is a Sunday recap, and I'm just going to jump right into the message. Joseph's message was, um, what was the title? Tell the next generation, and he read some verses. Let's see. His key verses were Psalm seventy-eight one through eight, and I'm actually going to read. He said the um, the key verses were seventy-eight. Six through eight, so I'm going to read those. Let me find it real quick. Chapter 78, and I'm reading verse, well, I'll read verse five because that kind of, oh my gosh, I'm just going to go back and read it all. It's good. This is in the ESV. It says, give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old. Things that we have heard and known, that our fathers have told us, we will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and His might, and the wonders that He has done. He established a testimony in Jacob, and appointed a law in Israel, which He commanded our fathers to teach their children, that the next generation might know them, the children yet unborn. And arise and tell them to their children so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and that they should not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation whose heart was not steadfast, whose spirit was not faithful to God. So those are the scriptures. There are a few key phrases that stood out like we will not hide them talking about the parables and teachings we will not hide them from the children but tell them to the coming generation Um, also he commanded our fathers to teach their children that the next generation might know them so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God those were kind of some of the key phrases that Joseph took out of this section of scripture and we're going to talk about some of the other parts too but i wanted to read that first and the message this morning was all about how we have a job to do and that job is to tell the next generation about god and his teachings so this was kind of towards the end of the message but i want to start with it joseph was talking about this video he watched and if i can find the link to it i will put it in the show notes here for this episode but the epi- the video on YouTube was something like 10 lies your children will believe if you don't teach them differently and the one lie that he addressed most this morning was that the world will try to teach our children that truth is subjective. And so what that means is that it's very it's very popular. You've I'm sure Heard people say, well, I just want to tell my truth. This is my truth. That's your truth. We can have two different feelings. We can have two different sides because you can have your truth and I can have my truth. That is subjective truth. That means that truth is depending on the person who is telling it and the person or the person who is hearing it. And the it truth doesn't work that way the truth is the truth there's one truth jesus said i am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father but by me so he is the truth and we have so much scripture to back this up right in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god so we believe that jesus his teachings Who he is, that is truth. That's the foundation of our truth. Now, if you're not a Christian, you're not going to believe that's the truth. But this psalm wasn't written to people who don't believe in God. It was written to people who do believe in God, who believe in his truth, that we have a responsibility to teach our children the truth, not our truth. As opposed to someone else's truth. But the truth. We believe there is one truth. And truth is found in Jesus. So truth is not subjective. There's one truth. And truth is not based on your feelings. Or your thoughts. Or your experiences. Truth is the truth. So. We we have a responsibility. To tell the next generation. About truth. And. Um, this message was a lot to parent was to parents and families. And, um, I know that Joseph and I don't have children, so it's hard to speak to parenting, but we are around a lot of parents. We're around a lot of kids and there are some very specific things that the Bible teaches about parenting too. And I just thought this statistic was really interesting that there are 168 hours in a week. And you might um, spend two hours at church on Sunday and two hours on Wednesday, if that, maybe just an hour on Wednesday, if that, because a lot of people don't go to a midweek service. So you just spend, say, out of 168 hours a week, you just spend, say you just spend two at church. So where are your children going to learn the truth from? It can't just be at church. It has to be at home too. So parents and families have this great responsibility to teach their children the truth. Because if they don't, they're going to come, they're going to learn from somewhere. And Joseph used this at the end of his message. It was a quote from a preacher whose name, Brother Jonathan Vasquez, Um, it's just an illustration that Joseph heard him use, actually on another podcast, on the Kenny Chesser podcast, but um, he said that, you know, for so many years, we've worked really hard to build walls around our children to protect them, that we've built walls around them, but what has happened is that the enemy has come in, and the enemy can tear down walls. And the enemy has torn down so many of the walls that we've used to protect our children. And so what we really should have done for our children is we should have given them weapons. And when Joseph used that illustration, I'm telling you, I had chills on my face. That's how much it just struck a chord with me. And he lifted up his Bible and he said that the word of God, that's our weapon. And so... We have to give our children, we have to teach them the word of God so that they have a weapon that they can use against the enemy because the enemy will come in. The enemy comes in for us as adults all the time. And you would think, uh, you know, after maybe serving the Lord for a while or reading his word that we would know when it's him attacking, but we don't always. So... Just think about our kids. Like they've got to have a weapon. They have to know the word of God. And as I'm talking about this, it makes me think about something that I saw on Instagram earlier this week. And it was um, someone had posted like videos from a kids revival or VBS or something. And on Instagram now, when you post a video, if it's public, then someone else can take it and remix it. So they can use your video or use your audio and then they can record their own video or their own audio with it. And so someone had taken this video of this VBS or this kids revival, whatever it was. And they were talking about how churches are indoctrinating kids from a really young age with all of these um, lies. It was someone saying that the church was indoctrinating kids with lies. And so that's, I think that just really speaks to where we are as a society and in our world today is that it used to be that the church was really concerned with outside forces the world is the terminology that um, we use so often influencing our children and now like the world the outside world outside of the church is pushing this agenda that the church is indoctrinating children well The bottom line is that our kids, they're going to learn something from somewhere eventually. We've got to teach them what we want them to learn. And I don't know about you, but the kids in my life, I want them to know Jesus. I want them to know the truth of who Jesus is. I want them to know um, what the Bible says about God, what the Bible teaches us, and I also want them to know like what God has done in my life. And so this kind of ties into what we're talking about on Wednesday nights in our small groups and ties into this message as well. So in our small groups on Wednesday nights, we're reading first, second and third John. And what we know about John is that most likely he was the last living apostle or the last living disciple. And he says in the book of 1 John, he starts out, um, let me just find it. Chapter 1, he says that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life, the life was made manifest and we have seen it and testified to it and proclaimed to you the eternal life, which was with the father and was made manifest to us. That we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you so that you too may have fellowship with us. Um, so on. And we're writing these things so that our joy may be complete, or so that your joy may be complete. And so what he's saying, he keeps talking about, these are the things that we've seen, these are the things that we've heard. Because he was one of the last living people who had walked with Jesus, who had talked to him, who had seen him, who had touched him, and now he's telling them, I you've got to know this. This is what I've seen, this is what I've heard. And On Wednesday night in our first class of small group, I think it was my mom that said this is so relevant to us today because just John felt this great responsibility to tell his readers about everything that he had seen, everything he had heard, and we should feel that same responsibility to tell our friends and our loved ones and everyone that we know about the things that we've seen God do and the things that we've heard God do because when we do that we bring others into fellowship with god and what scripture says is that our joy is complete when we're able to share that with them so just what i've talked about so far there's only one truth it's not subjective it is the truth it's not dependent on us It's our responsibility to teach the truth to our children because they're going to learn from somewhere. So we want to teach them what we believe is the truth. And it's biblical. And it's not just that we want to teach them the word of God. That's the number one most important. But we also want to share our testimony of what God has done in our life. So let me talk about a few other points. One thing that joseph pointed out and i love this he actually called out a family in our church they're just getting started it's um a couple they've got some kids and they just started coming to church they don't have any other family who knows the lord and joseph told them that they're starting it for their family all of so there's this saying I heard it this summer, but I've heard it before, too, is that God doesn't have any grandchildren because a lot of people will say, well, like I'm three generations of Christians in my family or fourth generation or fifth generation or sixth generation, because, you know, my parents are God and my grandparents and my great grandparents and my great great grandparents. And that's wonderful. Like, I, you know, it applies to me, too. My, it goes way back in my family. And that's great. But I had to decide for myself that I was going to serve God. And it, i you know, so much of what I know and so much of my life is dependent on my parents and my grandparents and what they taught me. But my my relationship with the Lord is not dependent on them. Whether or not I get to be and have an eternity in heaven with God is not dependent on them. It's dependent on me. I am a child of God. I'm not his grandchild or great grandchild because of my parents or my grandparents. But one of the it's like in Romans when uh, Paul says, what benefit is there to being a Jew? Well, you have all of the prophets and all of the the stories. And so that is a benefit of having parents or grandparents who serve God is that they were able to tell me all of these stories, things they had seen and heard growing up that God did. But Joseph called out this couple in our church who they're just getting started. And he told them, you know, if you stay with this, you will have stories and you'll tell your children and your children will grow up and tell their children about the things that happened in my mom and dad's life and how they brought us to church. And then they'll tell their grandchildren, like they're getting started. And that's something so beautiful too, to get to decide, you know what, for my children and my grandchildren, they're going to have stories. They're going to have a testimony of how God saved us, of how God moved in our lives. So, I thought that was a really good point that I wanted to share. It doesn't matter if your family has always served God or if your first day is today. We still have a responsibility to tell the next generation. Okay, one last thing is this story Joseph told about... Um, this young woman who had this vase and her mom had given her this vase and the vase had belonged to her grandmother and her grandmother had gotten it from her great-grandmother. So the vase was an heirloom and the daughter calls the mom and she says, Mom, I'm so sorry, but I've dropped the vase. And there is no vase to replace an heirloom vase, right? So the kind of like the ending part of this message is the encouragement not to drop the vase because we if we drop the truth there's not another truth to replace it But well, there's only one truth that goes back to the beginning so that's my encouragement for you guys today and throughout this week and throughout this school year is to hang on to the truth and let's be sure to make sure that we're teaching our kids the truth and taking it seriously um I love you guys. Thanks for listening. And there's not going to be an episode this Thursday, but I will see you next week for another Sunday recap. Hey, it's me again. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so that you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Also, would you consider leaving a review or rating it, I would really appreciate it. It helps the podcast get into the hands, the ears of other people who need to hear about the Word of God. And if you've listened before, you know how I like to end every podcast. You are a Bible reader. You can understand the Word of God, and you will be changed by what you read. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.